Just after 11 o'clock, it is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Lanuke, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online, Wilhock Beef Jerky. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donnie P with you here live from the Stingray Studios, also conveniently located here in West Edmonton Mall. We're talking fantasy sports for the next 53 minutes, give or take, on the show. Get your text into 1-833-401-1440. As, uh, we'll talk whatever you want. Open show today. We'll talk uh, fantasy hockey, basketball, baseball, golf, NASCAR, if that's a thing, F1. Anything you want to talk about, we'll try to, we'll try to discuss here on the program. Uh, we're, we're lining a few things up for tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll actually be talking fantasy baseball. I'm just kind of springing this on you, Brandon. I, I haven't told you, but we will be talking to Derek Carty. He covers uh, Major League Baseball on a bunch of platforms from the fantasy perspective. Uh, He can be found with ESPN, Roto Grinders, and EV Analytics. So we'll talk some baseball tomorrow. Kind of just, let's call it entry-level stuff. Yeah, easing people in, and we'll probably dial it up and get a little more serious for the the hardcore fans um, as we get closer to opening day. But I think right now we we maybe want to, I think because it's unfortunate the football season started the week we launched back in September. It was tough. So it was tough to like try and get people um you know new fans into into the game of of fantasy football. Uh I think we had a few people try their hand at the the um eliminator pool, the survivor pool, which you and I of course stunk at. <laughs> uh but I I got a lot of feedback from people in my own circle that, you know, they never even thought about it, but after listening to us uh, talk about it sometimes exhaustively over the past number of months, they're they're kind of amped up and ready to give it a try uh, next season. So both from text on our own text line and, like I said, uh, in my own personal circle of uh, of contacts. So uh, that's great, and I'm hoping we can maybe do the same thing for, for fantasy baseball here because I don't think it's as popular. Or actually, I know it's not as popular as fantasy uh, football, but, hey, uh, if we can try and get some, uh, some more people in the mix and um, get some new fans of it keeping tabs on the games that are you know more than just the blue jays on a week-to-week basis yeah i I think that would be great well and my plan i mean we'll we'll figure it out as we get closer but potentially start up a league maybe a 50 dollars buy-in we'll have a fantasy frenzy team because we don't want to take up multiple spots but maybe we'll have one team uh maybe 10 15 teams i don't know see how many people actually have interest in this one as we would do, uh, there'd be a charitable aspect of it. Half the money would go to a charity in town. The other half maybe goes to the winner and uh, gives us a chance to follow up some some baseball through the spring and summer because pitchers and catchers report soon. So we'll talk some fantasy baseball. That'll be with Derek Carty tomorrow. And then I, I reached out to someone who's actually down at the Senior Bowl in Alabama and uh, going to see if he might be free to hop on on Friday it's never too early to get scouting next year for your <laughs> fantasy football team. So who might be some some players to look at? Where it would be good fits? And uh, yeah, we'll we'll dive into it because there, there's going to be a point in this year, this calendar year of 2024, where we're going to run out of fantasy hockey and basketball and there won't be football. So we're going to be looking for things to talk about. So we'll keep it going with the content. <laughs> Lance says, who's the better driver, Jeff Gordon or Jimmy Johnson? It's got to be Jimmy Johnson. I'm a Jimmy guy. Jeff Gordon's just a rich guy that his dad bought him everything. Is that true? Uh, I know in King of the Hill once they referenced that, but the ladies loved him. Well, I know I know you're an F1 guy, Connor, sort of. <laughs> He's kind of rolled your eyes at me. <laughs> uh, of course, the F1 season is uh, is over 
the summertime here. Yeah. Right? So we could um, probably get into some, you know, quote-unquote daily daily picks for that, whether it would just be uh, some betting stuff, maybe get some experts to speak to us about that. Of course, our in-house contributor, uh, Colin Livingston, big uh, yeah. big on the racing scene of all varieties. So uh, I, maybe that's something we'll dabble in over the, the coming months. As like you said, the, the hockey and the basketball scenes kind of slowly wane and, uh, and fade away. But I always thought it would be a lot of fun. And my friends rejected this idea, but just go to a Canadian brew house and watch NASCAR and do a draft. So first person gets like your team and you go snake order and watch the, watch the race, have some drinks and, you know, put, put 20 bucks in winner takes all of the money. And it's just kind of a pool. I, I still think that could be fun. Just hanging with your buds, doing that sort of thing. Uh, the text coming in here, one 401 It is Fantasy Frenzy, Hallie Douglas, and Donnie P. With you, AZ says, wait, Fantasy Baseball is a thing? What's next? Lacrosse? Well, I told him I would be taking all San Diego players if that was the case. Maybe mixing a few of the rush. But, yeah, Fantasy Baseball is big. I mean, Alan Mitchell... I would probably guess mentions his rotisserie league three times a week on the lowdown with low tide. I know he's a big fan. He had to take a step back. It was taking over his life. So fantasy baseball is certainly a thing. Playbook Vic says fantasy cricket and rugby. Like I would have no idea. I don't even know when some of those seasons start, but I sure there's people out there. Corey says, (laughs) <laughs> if there are enough degenerates out there, Premier League Dart starts shortly. That would be an event I wouldn't mind going to see live. What do, what do they yell? 180. 180. They got the signs. Yeah, the crowd goes crazy. I mean, that, that looks like a fun one. BG says pickleball fantasy. Well, Craig Button would be a high pick, I believe. I know he's big into the pickleball scene. Dave Jameson is another one, I think, who gets down there and pickles it up so yeah hey maybe uh maybe we could do all this sort of thing uh tiger says fantasy baseball was first before all this stuff now very true i got yeah i mean it was the rotisserie from the restaurant in new york rotissiere i think they called it <laughs> uh, tiger also saying i think they don't like gordon because he's not a good old boy he's a california kid where's he from panoma uh, should i know that <laughs> i don't know i want to figure that out why that might have been why they didn't like him in king of the hill he was born in vallejo california united states he's 52 years old now i would have guessed older than that oh really are there are there a lot of older race car drivers like when you're still competing how long has it been since gordon was actually on the circuit well his last win was in the year 2000 at the miami 300 oh my god so it's been a while 73 races. He, he, he seems like, because I, I believe he's in media now, like he, he got in, had some fun, and then capitalized on himself and got into other aspects of it. But yeah, I, I, he, he's a chairman of Hendrick Motorsports. He raced from, okay, hold on, 1993 to 2015. So he got out of racing eight years ago. He was a substitute driver for Dale Earnhardt's number 88. A junior, junior, mm-hmm. and now he co-owns number 48, previously driven by Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I think he, I think his family's got some money as well. 
But anyways, back into the text box here. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm into the NASCAR idea. Con man. That comes from Lance. Yeah, I mean, hey, I think it could be a good time. Maybe we'll have to get down to a CBH and do that one day. Everyone gets three drivers or something. Hmm. How many people are in the field at a NASCAR event typically? A lot, I think. Maybe everyone gets two drivers. Reverse snake draft. Reverse or just snake draft. <laughs> I think that would be good, just as good. With a third round reversal? Yeah. Whatever that means. No, there's only two rounds. Oh. I changed it. <laughs> I changed it on the fly. It's only two two per team. Uh, Cole Trickle is the NASCAR GOAT. Uh, Pillman says, I might try it with you boys. Been an Orioles fan, but that was from earlier. I'll just tie that in. So, Pillman, if that's talking about fantasy baseball, hey, let us know. Would you be interested? Would you do a $50 buy-in? As I said, that would go to charity for the most part. We get a little prize for the winner. Uh, the Edmonton Indy was a blast. Great four years. I went down to the Edmonton Indy once, and it rained. So it wasn't quite as good for me. Uh, James texting in here. All in trade for the Oilers. Let's see what you guys think. Are you ready for this, Duke? I'm ready. Donovan, you ready? I'm scared. This is an all in for the Oilers. Trade Edmonton three out of the next first round picks. So I'm going to assume three, their next three first round picks and one forward, a D-man of Edmonton's AHL team to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Sidney Crosby. The Penguins pay $5.5 million this year and $5 million next year of Crosby's salary. That will give the Edmonton Oilers the opportunity to win two cups. Is that too much to retain? Uh, I would follow this up with uh, how Kevin likes to respond to certain trade proposals on the Kevin Carey show, and it's the clip from the episode of Seinfeld where Costanza, after faking an injury, after being away with his girlfriend for the weekend to Steinbrenner says, I found a way for us to get Griffey and bonds and not have to give up that much <laughs> after he was done drinking puddle water to stay alive. Three first round picks, one forward, one D man. Okay. The, so basically I think he would be saying two prospects, call it Xavier Borgo and Philip Broberg. And neither of which I would classify as anything more than maybe a B level prospect. Yeah. Maybe and even less. The Oilers, assuming they were to have these three first round picks, you get Sidney Crosby. You're probably picking no higher than twenty five. At the highest. At I would the say. highest. And you're asking the Penguins to retain money? I don't think so. The the we we had a um uh, a guest from the Penguins on with us uh, yesterday morning on the Carey Show, and we kind of talked about, you know, the Jake Gensel trade rumors and, you know, the Penguins this season's been far from a, a success for them after kind of going all in with the Eric Carlson trade. Sidney Crosby is going to play his entire career as a Pittsburgh Penguin. Like, th- do not be mistaken. Latang, Malkin, yeah, I could see them moving on. Uh, even this season, like Jake Gensel, uh, are, are the guests we had seem to think there's a good chance that the Penguins actually kind of keep him as like their own rental, basically, right? We see, we've seen teams do that in the past. If you're kind of in the mix, you're not a buyer or a seller. You keep what you got and uh, and go for it, even the expiring deals. So that like that's a realistic possibility too. I, I'll be honest. This this trade package, I don't see the Penguins biting on it because they're not exactly flush with cap space either to be hanging on to a big chunk of what Crosby's being owed for a couple seasons. And those first round picks, yeah, they might as well be second round picks. Which it's funny because when bad teams get trade away second round picks, people say they might as well be first round picks. It's the <laughs> inverse for the Oilers and like Borgo Broberg. I don't know. 
Are they, uh, do they move the needle in a trade package? A little bit. I, I just don't see the Penguins pulling the trigger. Is the, is the value fair because of the three firsts? Maybe, but not to the team like the Penguins, who this is their face, their franchise, save the franchise um, when they got the first overall pick. Like this was a team in financial uh, nearing bankruptcy, turmoil. They're, they're, I, they're not trading Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Just looking at it, I believe they have $1.75 million of cap space. So to retain some and then to take on two more players? Nah. Don't see it happening. I'll give this 0% chance. <laughs> I would give it less than that. <laughs> well, you're <laughs> saying it will not happen. Hey, I love it. I, lo- I, I love creative trade proposals. Don't get me wrong. But they also need to be realistic. AZ says someone's been drinking happy juice this morning because they're out to lunch. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we, we've got some stuff in here from, oh, Imitation Tom says, by the trade deadline, we should have about two and a half. Well, and you're still, Crosby's making what, 8.7? Is he still on that deal? I think it's the second time around on that figure. So you got two and a half there, so that takes it down to uh, 6.2. For the Oilers, like two and a half million, so yeah. you need them to retain that much. Maybe get a second team involved, but the return is not enough. You're, you're giving away like a top three player of all time who's still got still got some juice. Top three? Is that where you put Crosby in the echelon right now? Top five? Top five for sure. Gretzky, Lemieux, or Gordy, how? or the the or one is tough. We're open up a can of worms because here. All, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll kind of cap. Te- <laughs> I mean, hey, text us in who's your, your top, top five, top ten, top, top five. Does Crosby ca- crack the top five players of all time? Because or I mean, like undisputably, Art Ross winner as a defenseman, but obviously the career was so unfortunately short, short uh, relative to some of these other names we're throwing around, especially uh, a name like Gordy Howe. Right, so it's a it's a contested argument. I'd love to hear from the listeners uh, where they slide their top five in, and if uh, if Crosby cracks it because he does for me, he cracks top five. This is the beauty of fantasy frenzy. We can start off talking about fantasy baseball. We we might start and wham, top five NHL players of all time. Goat let, debate. <laughs> let us know. We've got stuff from Pillman, Lance, Doug, uh, Ear Candy. We'll get to. Lots of text here in the inbox. one 401 Of course, we just asked you, who's your top five NHLers of all time? I think I think by answers, we're going to be able to tell how old people are as well. <laughs> Let us know, though. It's Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock, Beef, Jerky, Hallie, Douglas, and Donovan on Sports 1440. Well, welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas, Donnie P with you here. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Maybe you're uh, perusing the mall today. You want to walk by the 1440 studio? Wave at us. Maybe uh, maybe you'll have a prize. I got some hats. Not 1440 hats, but I got some hats in the uh, the bar area. Uh, maybe we'll give you one. Maybe a kid. Maybe we should give a kid a hat. If you're listening, you got a kid with you, walk by the studio, wave. Maybe we'll hook you up with a prize. And then you can walk over to Wilhock Beef Jerky and buy yourself a prize because their beef jerky is a real treat. Uh, we'll go into the inbox here. one 401 We'll do this for the Canadian Brew House. Our house is your house at the Canadian Brew House. You want to head down there tonight, maybe grab some wings, pizza, a couple beers some chocolate cake it's always a good time to head down to the cbh also make sure you download their app at the app store on apple or google you can start earning rewards and points plus you get a free order of garlic fingers just for signing up 
It'll be a great spot to go watch the NHL's all-star festivities. One of those one of those millionaires is going to win a million dollars. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. And if you ask Bo Byram, if it's Kale McCarr, he's sharing it with all of his uh, defensive teammates on the avalanche. If you ask Kale McCarr, that's not the case. <laughs> I mean, well, obviously these guys are rich, but even if it's Connor McDavid, like that, that's a 12th of your year's salary. That, like it's still a, a lot. Like, don't be mistaken. That is still a lot of money, <laughs> yeah. even for people that make multi-million dollars per year. He's top end. Like Leon Dreisaitl has one of the best value On contracts. Sweetheart, sweetheart deal. He deserves it. But maybe there's a few others that'll be. Do you really think Leon has a chance at this? Why you not? Know, you know, one of the competitions is fastest skater, but he's not in that one. Nope. They are. They all do all of them. No, I, I was told you only have to do like six of them. Well, there's so there's six to start with. Pretty sure everybody does them. And then the top eight advance to the next round, which is the one-on-one shootout. And then the top, however many of that, do the obstacle course at the end. Well, Leon will get it done. He's a motivated man. You know what Leon will excel at? One-timers. One-timers, passing. Passing, stick handling. He's a skilled guy. Being cool. I said uh, during in or out today that David Schlemko, he would have ripped up at this (laughs) high-end skilled defenseman. Yeah. Him versus Laddie. I heard you guys. I <laughs> we briefly got a te- heard we, you talking about we that. We got a text about that one. Uh, the Hammer sent in and said, uh, oh, yeah, that'd be a great Sports 1440 all-star competition between Laddie and Schlemko. Uh, the first two contests, uh, off the glass and out, and dump and change. <laughs> what else would the events be? That was a great text. Like, that was that was the text. We had so many great texts when we had Dick Irvin on, but I think that one by Hammer uh, was probably text of the day. Could we get Struddy and Sean Brown in that, too? Right up their alley. <laughs> Sean Brown can wheel, though. Oh, yeah. So... Maybe we got to see this. Struggling would win glass on the out. ice on the ice palace. Yeah, <laughs> low glass, low <laughs> glass. <laughs> Struggling would just be backhand saucing it. No big deal. Chucking it up through the middle. <laughs> Not a no issue. No issue for Struds. Struggling going to be guest hosting for Gregor Thursday and Friday. So it's going to be uh, very fun. Gregor taking a little much deserved vacation. And uh, Struggling going to be in. So we'll have some fun with Struggling on the Gregor show Thursday and Friday. Ear Candy says, do I flush Giroux in my eight-man banger league? Hot and cold, thinking of adding Nikosh as I need a right wing. Claude Giroux, what are you thinking, Brandon? Well, the Senators, I mean, they're as, um, I don't know, disappointing of a team as there might be out there. Uh, of course, they've, for the last several years, they've been, you know, the team on the rise, ready to take the next step. Uh but they're they're toiling kind of closer closer to the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings uh, than they are to a playoff spot. Claude Giroux has uh, played well, but Marty Nakash down in Carolina, I think, is probably an upgrade. The banger league thing um, might also kind of lean in Nakash's favor. They play for Rod Brindamore, so it's a hard no style game. Um, the, every player, regardless of your top liner or a, a fourth liner, asked to block shots, uh, hit, etc. So I, I don't hate the move. Nakash is a guy I've really been uh, keeping close tabs on. He's kind of ascended from like an a prolific AHL player, uh, all-star at that level, if I recall correctly, to getting his feet wet in the NHL. And now he's kind of ascended to being uh, one of the top players on that team right up there with the likes of Sebastian Ajo. Uh, Nate Cash plays second line minutes, I do believe, but does still see power play time. Both teams are surrounded by a lot of skill um, up front and on the back end. I, I, I like the move. If you're kind of, like I said, the up and down and uncertainty of Giroux, 
I, I don't mind uh, if like there might be a team if you're looking like to swing a trade if you need uh, depth elsewhere. There might be someone in your league willing to take a flyer on Drew rather than just dump him on waivers for nothing. Uh, but the pickup of Nate Cash if he's available, I think that's a a pretty good pretty good spot to move to. Okay, we'll hop over to baseball here. This came in from Doug. He says, "Good morning, boys. Good morning, Doug. Seeing the Jays have signed Turner to a one year deal." It appears he's going to basically be the DH. My thinking is, I don't know if this is a great signing. I know his batting numbers would have put him in second place in the Jays last year. He also had the most strikeouts of his career last year with Boston. I can see the DH position being used at least 30 to 40 times through the season by other members of the Jays. Where does that put Turner on the roster for those games? His infield days are quickly coming to an end at his age, as far as I can tell. Your thoughts, Doug? Yeah, one year, $13 million, primarily a DH. Um, I think in a pinch, third baseman is probably where he'll slot in. Uh, I believe there was also reports first or second if needed. Mm-hmm. Maybe Vladdy needs a day off. I mean, I think he can play first with probably relative ease. Veter- veteran guy like that. Uh, like, let's not. There are some extraordinarily good first baseman in the league, but it's not the hardest position to play. No, I mean, and I commented yesterday to you guys by the lounge. I mean, this would have been great 10, <laughs> ten years, years ago. ago. 10 years ago, we'd be jumping for joy yeah it's it I, to me it's a we'll see like the numbers were good last year strikeouts were high but i don't i'm not going to be mad about it brandon belt ended up being a very pleasant surprise for the jays last year as the same thing veteran guy who has championship pedigree um a veteran bad lineup belt had extra benefit being a lefty turner obviously doesn't bring that and turner not as um, good of you know on base guy in terms of seeing pitches uh, drawing walks and stuff but I still think he has a lot of value like you said Connor his numbers last year were really good and, and for a Boston team that uh, dealt with a lot of injuries in their lineup and saw uh, you know um, kind of a plug and play approach at certain points of the season when a lot of guys were banged up it's a fine signing but I certainly hope it's followed up by something else because this team still needs an everyday third baseman um, I, I talked about it with Kevin yesterday. Maybe they're circling back around on Matt Chapman if uh, the market didn't yield what he ended up kind of thinking originally, which was probably a little too steep for what Rogers will, was willing to pay um, to keep him in the Blue Jays sweater. But maybe that's changed, and maybe they bring Chapman back, which, I mean, his defensive uh, uh, glove is as good as it gets at third base. You add another good bat with Justin Turner to kind of platoon some DH duty, maybe play spot uh, spotty around everywhere else when need be. Turn I, The Turner signing I like if there's more to come. If this is it, then I'm kind of left with my hands up in the air like, what are we doing? Because who is playing third base? You're, uh, you're looking at it, buddy. Kevin Biggio. <laughs> oh, the versatility. And I, I mean, hey, uh, Vladdy said this is his year. So Kevin's year or his year? His year. Oh. Vlad's year. It's on the cover of a baseball video game. Sweet cover. There's no curses ever involved in that. There is not. He's going to uh, reverse it. Reverse the curse. <laughs> Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Remember, they did sign him. Oh, good. Um, right. I forgot. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> Who? <laughs> very, very forgettable. But the, the, um, like, what? Like, this current management team loves utility players. I don't understand. They love it. Kevin Biggio. I mean, hey, I'm a, I'm a big Dalton Varsho fan. I defend him pretty much to the grave, even when he's you know not a very good hitter at uh, large stretches of the season. But uh, like he can play almost any position. Um, uh, Biggio, Merrifield, all these guys. But yeah, I don't know. This Blue Jays offseason is the great heartbreak that was the Shohei thing, and it's kind of just continued to 
slide downward from there with, you know, no corresponding moves to really get us excited. Or Andy says, yeah, first baseman aren't important until you don't have a good one. That is that is very fair. Totally fair. I mean, just get like uh, Scotty Barnes because Bo Bichette's going to whip them nine feet in the air. Hey, Bo was really improved defensively last Routine year. Routine ground ball, 17 Sailed feet over Vod's head. It's so funny because I curse Bo Bichette so often about his defensive play two seasons ago, the, this, the prior, one prior to this most recent. And then... There was times last year where, like, he, let's be honest, he played quite well defensively last year as on a season as a whole. Of course, they're still going to have errors. Even the best do have errors. But one error in particular, like, I had a bet on the game and it came down to, I think, the Jays either winning or covering a run line and Bichette sailing a throw over first base cost them cost me the bet and so i was just livid and mad and uh cursed him out on twitter and stuff but he's a bobachette provides a lot of value at the shortstop position with his bat and he's become good enough defensively that it's not all of a sudden like we have to move him to a different position or something like that so i'm a huge fan just feels like when he needs to make that play he doesn't it like he's you're talking about this it can relate back to hockey and like certain goalies everything says they're good but when the game matters the most and it's on the line, are you all of a sudden like kind of clenching up and uh, being a little on the tense side when the ball's in his glove or in the goalie's case, like a shot coming down that doesn't look dangerous, but you're flinching a little bit every time. Uh, Jeremy just texted us. I'm the guy waving. Got any hats? Jeremy, if you can hear us still, I got a stingers hat for you, buddy. Just come back. I know you guys are both waving at him. That'd be cool. That'd be dedication if you had the yeah. earpiece in. <laughs> uh, scrolling back into the text line here. We had asked your top five. And then some people even elaborated to your top 10 NHL players of all time. B says Gretzky or Lemieux, how Messier. And then the second group, Crosby, Bossy, Mc, uh, Ovi, Iserman, and Wah. So Sid just misses the top five. But he does get into the top 10 there. Ant-Man says, Wayner, Lemieux, Gordie Howe, Guy Lafleur, Sidney Crosby. Maybe Ovi beats Crosby. Maybe Davo passes him when he tries. Davo? Davo? Connor McDavid? Is that Connor McDavid? I think they call him Davo like the Oilers do, like in the room. Really? Yeah. Davo? I thought they'd call him Connor McDaddy. Connor McDaddy. Okay. You got to talk here for a second. I'll, I'll talk for a second. Uh, intern Donovan t- can't leave his post at the board to open the door and uh, sling a free hat out. But uh, no, it, almost all these texts and people that are, well, a lot of people are actually willing to put Connor McDavid in their top five already, which as a player, I don't disagree. But if we're talking the GOAT debate, then Connor McDavid, I, like, I'm sorry, he has to win some Stanley Cups to get into the same conversation. And it's unfortunate that he won't be afforded the opportunity probably or maybe to play at the Olympics at any point to add, you know, the triple gold to his resume. Um, but, like, <laughs> Pillman, Paul Coffey, Stevie Y, Dominic Kashuk, Connor McJesus, and the Moose. Interesting list. Um, I assume it's taken with some lightheartedness because none of the other players we talked about were, <laughs> were in there. Uh, but all great players are the same. I think probably... Well, at least two of those cracks the top 10, Stevie Y and Mess. Dominic Kashuk, interesting case. Is he the best goalie of all time? His numbers don't stack up with the likes of Wabrodeur because of wins. But on it... If you I, needed to win one game, would I, he be on your list? I think Dominator is a lot like... Uh, like Dominic Kashuk might be the best goalie to ever play the position, but, the you know, won the cup with Detroit. But other than that... 
like <laughs> compared to good Moore. in Buffalo too. So he was oh he was he, <laughs> he was the MVP of the league. Yeah. He was it was incredible. He took them to the Stanley Cup final, a game they should have maybe or a series they maybe should have won. Of course, the Brett and the uh, foot in the crease goal. Um, yeah, but like much like like I think Connor McDavid is the best player to ever play hockey. Yeah, but most skilled for but sure. Dominic Kashuk, I think, is maybe the best goalie to ever play. I think that might be in danger now because I think I I genuinely think Andre Vasilevsky is probably very close to passing him in that regard. He's because he's bigger. He's just as athletic. He's a freak athletically. His team is so good, and I feel like that hurts him. I, I that does, and it's unfortunate because Kashuk gets credit because obviously those Buffalo teams yeah. weren't on the same level as what we're seeing. Vasilevsky's got to go to like the coyotes and just carry turn them. it around and carry <laughs> them to a, a stanley cup final or two so um but yeah really interesting a lot a lot of overlapping names obviously here when we're talking about this you know top five of all time did you get alfred's or lafleur lemieux gretzky mcdavid oh i thought like i said that that one is so similar to the one that you'd read right before that i thought it was the same one so um yeah Le- lafleur an interesting name to to add to the list gee that was my gee. my older sister's first word gee because of Lafleur, big Lafleur fan. Yeah, that's a pretty simple word. Might have had nothing to do with it, but my dad claims uh, I don't know that the Nordiques or the Habs were playing. Did we get Pillman here? He had Hashik and Moose, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I just read. Yeah, sorry, I was, I was too busy giving out hats, slinging hats. Jeremy wanted a conversation. No, hello, no hi, and like I'm on. We're doing we're, a show. The, the mics are on, my guy. I shouldn't even have given you this hat. <laughs> I'm gonna get called to the, the boss's office. Uh, how about the, did you get the the hypothetical trade here? No, I, I was saving this one for when you sat back down. Let's save that. I'm going to mark that as unread. We'll come back to that one. Uh, Strutty thinks he'd win a three-point competition as well against CEBL players. He once had a quote about he thinks he could, like, out of ten three-pointers, he could hit, like, six or something. Does he get a warm-up or is it cold? I think, I th- I'm not sure, but he said, like, once he finds his stroke, he'll just start That's what, So, yeah, assuming a warm-up. Can Strutty dunk? He says he can. Can Sean Brown dunk? I'm not sure. Strutty said he's he dunked once, and he said he'd rather dunk than hit a hole in one. I I remember that debate, and I was fighting him on that one because I I will never be able to dunk. But you, you could hit a hole. In I one. could hit a hole in one. Many many people can dunk, but not as many people have hit hole in ones. I think. Yeah the the, the hole in one takes so much. Like you can be the best golfer in the world, hypothetically, and like maybe hit one hole in one in your life like it is it takes so much actual luck to do whereas dunking is just pure physical ability so i've or be, you're just seven feet tall well that yeah but that's that's sort of a physical ability your height yeah the measurables <laughs> you can't I'm, I'm more about the immeasurables you can't grit. teach that grit uh hard-nosed uh teamwork hustle <laughs> hustle the immeasurables. Those are what's on my uh, draft card. And hey, Strutty uh, measures out pretty good in those too. Gym rat. <laughs> rink rat. We need a real rink rat. Okay, let's just rip through these very quickly. Imitation Tom says, I think goalies need their own list. Okay, send in your top five goalies of all time. <laughs> uh, Lance's hashtag is better than Wah. Dr. Dick Richard <laughs> says, the Jays are pretenders, not contenders this year. Montana to Rice says, Leon's top speed is very good acceleration i don't know it, i agree and that, i agree yeah once he gets going but he we'll can keep, move. keep in mind we're talking about a lap of the rink where you do have to slow down to take the corners and stuff and then get back up to full speed not necessarily leon's strength what if he just takes that at full speed <laughs> 
the pound changes the game. The Pam Beasley approach. I'm going to run fast. And I'm going to run fast. Then I'm going to run fast. He's just going to skate fast the whole time. We had a uh, a text in earlier when talking about the All Star game, and when I was talking about if Schlemko could be in it, uh, someone suggested changing the fastest skaters to instead of being a lap, being just a straight line, like you start on the goal line and first across the opposing blue line. Which a it helps eliminate the risk of injury, like take uh, blowing a tire going around the boards and crashing into them. And then I said instead of being a race, like you start from the goal line and it clocks you when you hit the, and so it's just top speed. Like a new definition of what the fastest skater is. Didn't they do that in Sean Horkov one? Really? Did I make that? At the All-Star game or like at the Oilers? All-Star game. Sean Horkov made it the All-Star game? Yeah. Was this during the Decade of Darkness? You're a Ducks fan. Like, come on. Sean Horkov played for the Ducks briefly. Work. Sean Horkov was a very good hockey player. He, he was. I'm not trying to diminish but, it. But yes, he was an All-Star. We'll, we'll get the, the intern to look that up. The NHL All-Star game. <laughs> Hey, you can't give me that sass. <laughs> if we had a camera in here, Donovan gave me a <laughs> a very sarcastic look. That's it. One more week probation. <laughs> hey, you guys asked him where the NHL All-Star game was yesterday, and he gave you the NBA All-Star game. I don't think I was off my rocker by saying hey, that. Well, we, we've revisited that several times already today because we had to fill Schlemmer in, of yeah. course, uh, on the great story. <laughs> and I assume we'll continue to poke fun at that over probably the duration of... Um, the next three months as Donovan continues his uh, practicum. Donovan, did you look it up? I did look it up, and that's why I gave you the uh, ridiculous <laughs> face. Oh, okay. In 2008, Sean Horkoff was an all-star, and he did win the fastest skater. But I was it they clocked his life. speed, or was it a regular like one lap? No, I think it was a straight line. I, oh, I don't damn. know about it being a straight line, but it, he did win the fastest skater. Isn't that something? Guy can fly. The more okay. you know. We'll take a break. That was the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. When you go down there tonight, make sure you get the app so you can get a free order of garlic fingers just for signing up. And uh, they got some really good stuff going on in the future. Uh, big fundraiser coming up over the weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about that tomorrow on the Jason Gregor Show with Jason Strudwick. But uh, yes, check out the CBH. Our house is your house at the Canadian Brew House. When we come back, we'll get to. Uh, well, we might break the text line with this one text. Uh, we'll get to a few more as well. It is Fantasy Frenzy, Hallie Douglas, and Donnie P here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas, and Donnie P with you here on Fantasy Frenzy. 1833-401-1440 is the text line if you would like to uh, send us a message. We can get to those very shortly. The Seattle Seahawks set to hire Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as the new head coach. That's cool. Uh, coming up today on the Jason Greger Show, it's going to be a very good one. We've got Troy Loney, former NHLer, first duck and first first captain in Anaheim Ducks history. Also was a part of the Pittsburgh Penguins team that won 17 games in a row. So we're going to talk to him about what it was like being on that team, that win streak. Tyler Yaremchuk at 240. I think we're going to have Paul Sir at 320. Mike Rupp at 4. Mark Spector at 5. And Ken Hitchcock at 520. So a loaded show coming up with Jason Greger. Before that, it will be the lowdown with Low Tide. I'm not exactly sure who they have on. I think they're going to talk some baseball, and I think they're going to have Bruce McCurdy on. But we'll wait for the official tweet from young Declan Kruger. Before we confirm that one, uh, someone had texted an earlier on about one of the old Struds on clips. <laughs> where as he's talking, Tom Gazzola says, oh, man. It just, was just Tom uh, already know. And, like, Struddy didn't stop because you just played the clip <laughs> for us in the break. And he, like, 
started off by almost like mixing up some words and saying something in his mouth. And then he just kept elaborating. And Tom's like, basically like strutty stop. Like, <laughs> I wonder if, I, I wonder if the mic would pick up on it. Can I play it? Well, you can plug, do you have USB? Here, plug it into the USB there, Connor. Okay, well, let's let's try to figure this Connor, one out here. I'll, uh, I'll set this up. So, basically, if you're new to the Edmonton sports radio scene, uh, Jason Strudwick was a co-host on the Jason Greger show for, for many years, and in those times, he would say some very weird things, and... I think we can jump into it. I don't know. You want to preview it right now? We're going to preview it to make sure it works. I don't know if it would. Oh, so it is good to go. So basically, someone had texted in a few minutes ago saying, what was the clip where Tom reacts as Strutty's saying it? Uh, This was an intro, a a little clip about Strutty talking about peanuts. And uh, this is how it sounded. There's a lone steakhouse I used to go to down in Kentucky. And they had bowls of peanuts. I wasn't sucking on those ones. You know, I mean, you need to have clean nuts. Oh, man. So I'm talking about the kind you get in a bag at an Elks game. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, this technology could... Can you leave that up? I could play a bunch of these now. That, that, that technology has existed the entire time we've been here, but it's usually when one of the hosts, which is where you're sitting, where Gregor sits, Carius, Low Tide, if they want some sort of audio played, they just find or ask, request us producers to get it loaded up on the main computer to play over the board. But this technology has existed the entirety of our time here in the studio. Sit down, drink your popcorn, and that's it. <laughs> there we go. Some of the classics. Just an infinite uh, recollection of great Strud's on clips. We're talking about white buns, small wieners. <laughs> that's barbecues that he was talking about there. Um, he's got, he has a lot of really good stuff. And I, some of the stuff I'm not exactly sure if I can play because even like there was times where I would go talk to Dave Jameson and say, what do you think about this clip? And he said, if you have to ask, you probably know the answer because uh, some of the stuff was a little risque. So we'll, we'll have maybe to check in on that as we get going here. Uh, if you've got any, now that I know we can do this, if you ever have any requests for classic uh, streds on, maybe we can dive into those uh, pretty good. Jeremy says, Dick Irvin like recollection from Mr. Halley. Yes, I, I remember Sean Horkov winning the fastest skater. It was awesome. Husk says, I remember Struddy telling fairy tales about his basketball game. Yeah, well, I mean, Struddy tells his story so good. We're going to have to get back to story time with Struddy tomorrow, but he, he, I believe, autographed a jersey for Chris Webber. And his Chicago Blackhawks jersey, I think, and like wrote like, keep it above the rim, signed Strutty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines. Uh, yeah, he's he's the best. It's going to be fun uh, getting some of his stories and maybe some new Struttyisms. Fat Efron says, if Leon wins a cup or two, would he be considered a top five European player? At least top 10 for sure. Man, we are getting into the top fives, the top tens. We did goalies. We're talking all-time players who are the greatest euros of all time i mean ovechkin's there team Solani, yari curry yarmar yager boria salming yeah before my time but but widely regarded nick lidstrom mcgillney does the russians count yep then you could make a list of just russian players alone There's mcgillney been, not a hall of famer fedorov sergey fedorov yeah any one of detroit's russian five what about Peter Forsberg? Yeah. <laughs> Has there, to be there. There we go. Peter Nedved, the Stasnies. 
Okay, don't put Peter Nedved in the top <laughs> 10 conversation. Um, but he was a good player. Almost came to Edmonton. Or did he play in Edmonton? Yeah. did I think he did. Or was he going to? I thought there was uh, a reports of uh, one player that almost came to Edmonton. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was Nedved. No, he did play for the Oilers. Yeah. I think he wore number 93. <laughs> one year, 16 games played, 15 points. Not a bad little run for old Peter. Oh, he came back in 06, 07. Two stints with the Oilers. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Things you forget. I'm sure a lot of people actually remember mm-hmm. that one. Nylander almost signed. That was the one. Yeah. And then there was reports his wife didn't want to come to Edmonton, I think. I think he signed with the Capitals instead. Mm. Hey, that happens. Edmonton, not for the uh, not for the faint of heart. Not for everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people love it, though. I've heard, I don't know if it's true. Look how I, many people live here full time, whether it be former Oilers, former double ears. Yeah. And some of these guys from the States, from elsewhere across the continent, and they stay here after they're done, uh, done playing, they hang them up here. I heard Matthias Ekholm's family loves it. Well, they're Swedish. I think we saw them walking by the mall yesterday. Uh, uh, reportedly, AJ Keller popped out of the CFCW studio and was like, yeah, and Matthias Ekholm just walked by. Yeah, and we're you, like, can't believe we missed him. Did you see him? Seven minutes ago. Like, <laughs> this is the world's biggest mall. It's seven minutes. You can go pretty far. But I did see them walking back the other way. So. Oh, very yeah. cool. Spruce Grove Corey says, I met Nedved at the autograph session at West Edmonton Mall. Absolute beauty. Same with Sakura. Yeah, I was a big Peter Sakura fan as well. Come on, how have you not mentioned Hasek? We did. He was in the conversation for the top five of all time, Brody. Not even just goalies. Not even goalies. Just Someone had him in the top five. So we just, we defaulted him. He He's in there. Alex Kodalik. I remember Kodalik. Top Euros from Chomskers. Pavel Bure, Peter Forsberg, Dominic Hasek, Nicholas Lidstrom, Yari Curry. You don't have Ovi in there? Second all time in goals scored. Won a cup. We also missed Peter Stastny. I said the Stastny's. Oh, yeah. Shortly, Stastny's? Shortly, it was in the shadow of saying Peter Nedved. <laughs> and so. I thought you were talking about Jan Stastny, so oh, threw me off. Any of the Stastny's, Anton, Paul. Good family. Paul, related? Paul an American. Yeah. Not a Euro. Imitation Tom says Danny Heatley also vetoed a trade to Edmonton. Remember that. Ovi was born in Asia, side of Russia. Oh. Ooh. Well, that, that could make it uh, very interesting if we started to look at players where they were born geographically in where, Russia. Where, where do you draw the line? Is there like an uh, accepted line? The majority of Russia's most populated cities are on the kind of quote-unquote European side of the country, but how far into Russia is the European line? Like, is it straight above Turkey? Because that's where the, Turkey also kind of considered both the part of Asia and Europe. Capital city, Ankara. You know, yeah, that's your specialty. It uh, is. <laughs> Pillman also says, I will never move from God's country. Amen, Pillman. Me neither. Unless a job <laughs> opportunity comes up and I can't refuse. Yeah, what if you get offered to be like, the new um, general Chargers? general manager of the San Diego Chargers? Well, I'll have to go back to Los Angeles <laughs> and then make it happen. Uh, Alfred has Burry in there. Miles says, <laughs> hey, boys, what about Stretty's Halloween blow up doll comments absolute gold <laughs> i think it was christmas maybe it was halloween but yeah he, he would not call them inflatables he would just continually call them blow up dolls oh like like things to like put on your front lawn and stuff yeah yeah like a big santa the, or the, skeleton like the, the inflatable waving arm man he would call that a blow up doll yes 
<laughs> Consistently. Even this year when he was on the show <laughs> during the holidays. Uh, Bones has Hashik in there. Uh, the rake says the enjoyment coming in my mouth was hilarious. I don't know if we still have the fader up here. We got that up there, Donovan. Uh, it's a bouquet of, uh, enjoyment coming in my mouth there. There you go. Enjoyment <laughs> coming in his mouth. Uh, yeah. Stretty's had some all timers. Uh, I think that's getting pretty close for us to wrap it up here, Donovan. Uh, on behalf of everyone who tuned into the show, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That was a fun show today. I mean, it was very. It was about as off the rails as we've maybe ever been. <laughs> We're handing hats out to people while the mics are on, opening the doors, trying to play uh, audio from Connor's laptop speaker into the mic. We finagle the setup to do it a little more efficiently. What a day! Any top what a day. Any topic that comes in, give us your top five. <laughs> like <laughs> top five strettyisms. Uh, tomorrow, we'll get back on track for one segment at least when we talk fantasy baseball. We'll do some football on Friday, and uh, maybe we'll talk all-star moments as well. Up next is the Lowdown with Tide and Declan Kruger. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We do appreciate it. Make sure you check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, wherever you get them from. Give us a subscription and a download for Brandon and Donovan. I'm Connor Halley. Thank you guys again. Let's get to an update brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall, wilhockbeefjerky.com.